0: Good afternoon. Greetings once again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And welcome back to The Word of Truth. The show where you will only hear the truth is found in Scripture. Last week our pastor began a lesson series on the grace that brings salvation. Today he will teach us more about that grace and you don't want to miss it. The Word of Truth is hosted by Pastor Joel Pace of Grace and Truth Apostolic Church where we are a church for all nationalities. For more information about our great church, go to our website, gtacdallas.com. But now, here's Pastor Joel Pace on the Word of Truth. Greetings in the
1: name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am Pastor Joel Pace of Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, and we welcome you again to the Word of Truth broadcast. And we're so happy and, and we're so thankful that we're able to come to you by radio on this broadcast and especially in a time like this where uh, we're being sheltered in and so during your home listening to this broadcast right now we certainly hope that it will be a blessing and a help to you and I pray that this lesson will be enlightening to you. Amen. We are definitely living in different times right now but God is in control, and we know that He still sits on the throne, and we know that God has everything under control. Amen. And we can just rest in Him and have peace in Him as we have our put our trust and our faith in Him. Amen. Last week, I began a study on the grace that brings salvation, and we found that uh, subject in my Scripture text in Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12, where Paul, writing to Titus, says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And so the grace of God that we are talking about is defined as a gift is also defined as divine influence upon the heart and reflection in the life. That is the Greek definition for grace, which the Greek word is charis. Now, the Webster Dictionary will define grace as unmerited favor, and that is a definition that certainly has come up by man, but grace is a whole lot more than that, like we discussed last week. Unmerited favor means that you don't merit grace, you can't uh, work for it, you can't uh, earn it, but it's, God just gives it. And that may be so when the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ first reaches a sinner. That sinner does not have to do anything to hear the gospel of God. Amen. But the gospel can be preached to him, and that's the grace of God. But once he hears the gospel, the Bible says that God resisted the proud, but gives grace to the humble. After he hears the gospel, he must humble himself, amen, and believe the gospel in order for him to be saved. And so believing is something that he has to do, amen, because when he humbles himself, then he must also yield himself to the word of God. And so the grace of God that brings salvation means that grace will bring everything that you need to be saved. Last week, we ended the program with talking about how that we needed a Savior and that the grace of God brought us a Savior. As the Bible said, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. And so a Savior has come. When he came, he he did many miracles. He came to die for the sins of the world. And he was buried and he rose again from the dead. And so that is the gospel now that must be preached: the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you preach that, amen, one must believe, amen. But this is where the grace of God now begins to work on a humble person, amen. Because once a humble person hears the gospel, now the grace of God will now continue to bring that person salvation. And the thing, the first thing that that person needs is faith, amen, It's faith. Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And so faith is a gift from God. Remember, grace also means gift. So so the man or person that hears the gospel and they humble themselves, God will give them a measure of faith to believe it. Amen. Once they begin to believe. If you know anything about God, God said, If you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. Amen. And so a measure of faith is given by the grace of God, just so a person can believe. Amen. And that grace is given to that one as they begin to believe and the grace of God comes and gives a measure of faith, hallelujah, for that person to believe the gospel. Once they believe the gospel, the Bible says that now man must repent. And we see that repentance is even a gift that is given by God. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 25, it says, "...in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth." And so the grace of God must also give repentance. Remember, we're talking about the grace that brings salvation. Grace has brought us a Savior in Jesus Christ. Grace has brought us the gospel through a preacher. And and once the preacher preaches the gospel, then grace gives faith to the one hearing it to believe it. And after they believe, then they must repent. Amen. And repentance is given by God. Amen. To those that will humble themselves and repent. Amen. God will give them that knowledge of repentance. Oh, hallelujah. This is the grace of God at work that brings salvation. And we see that repentance is something that is necessary. In Acts chapter 17 and verse number 30, amen, it says, and why? It says, God once winked at ignorance, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So everybody has got to repent. They must repent of their sins. They must turn away from sin. You've got to stop sinning. Sin cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You gotta stop your cussing, your smoking, your drinking, your drunken. You gotta stop the drugs. You gotta stop the lying, the stealing, the gambling. You gotta stop shacking up and living in fornication. You gotta stop committing adultery. Amen. All of this is sin. You gotta repent and turn away from all of that. You gotta stop the gambling. Amen. You gotta stop all of this. Turn away. Sin means you do it about face. You do a 180 on sin. You turn your You're back on sin. And repentance is sorrow where you're sorry for your sin. You're sorry that you committed the things that you did. And there's a great godly sorrow in your heart. Hallelujah. And and, and God gives you the knowledge of this when you humble yourself and you believe the gospel. Praise the Lord. Nobody can be saved until they repent and turn away from sin. Amen. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. God once winked at ignorance, but now it's a commandment that man men everywhere must repent. They must turn away from sin. Amen. And once they repent of their sin, praise the Lord, then they must be baptized. And we see that water baptism in Jesus' name is also a gift from God. Amen. To wash away our sin, God gave us the gift of water baptism in Jesus' name to wash away your sin. In Acts 22 and 16, this is at Saul, who later became Paul at his conversion. Amen. Ananias says to him, and now why tarriest thou? In Acts twenty-two sixteen, 16, arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Baptism in Jesus' name washes away sin. Notice Ananias said, be baptized, wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? Jesus. Amen. And so baptism in Jesus' name is what washes away sin. It brings remission of sin. Hallelujah. That's a gift from God. Amen. He gave us the name of Jesus. And neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none of the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The Bible says in Colossians three seventeen, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And so baptism in Jesus' name washes away sin because baptism does save. Amen. Anybody that preaches that you don't need to be baptized to be saved, that baptism doesn't save you, they're not preaching telling you the truth. I mean, look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. It says, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience to work God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Peter says that baptism now saves us. He was talking about how Noah and them were saved by water, hallelujah, that all the sin of the world, those that committed sin in the world, hallelujah, they were all washed away and drowned in the water, amen, and Noah and his family that were on the ark, they were saved, they were saved by waters. as water kept that ark afloat. Amen. And so baptism saves us by washing away all of our sin. Why? Because our sin must be forgiven. Our sin must be washed away. Our sin must be thrown as far as the east is from the west. Amen. And so water baptism in Jesus' name is a gift from God. Amen. To save us. Amen. And then after you are baptized in Jesus' name, then you need to receive the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's right. God pouring out His Spirit on the day of Pentecost was the gift of the Holy Ghost. The grace of God will fill you with the Holy Ghost when you repent of your sin and get baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because Jesus said, Except the man's born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so the grace of God will, will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus said in John 7:38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him shall receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So everyone that's going to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, according to the way the scripture said, will receive the Holy Ghost. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost and you call yourself a believer, that means that you have not believed like the scriptures say to believe yet. Amen. Once you believe like the scripture says, amen, then you will be filled with the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That the grace of God will bring you. Amen. Well, I'm going to finish this up next week as my time is up again. Amen. I hope this is enlightening to you. I'm Pastor Joel Pace, Grace and Truth Apostolic Church. God bless you in Jesus name.
0: Thank you, Pastor Pace. My friends, you have just heard the grace that brings salvation. I hope you take heed. Well, that concludes today's edition of The Word of Truth. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 214-391-0017. And we would love to give you a home Bible study. So please call us. The number again is 214-391-0017. And we'd love for you to log on and join us for our live streamed church services. There will be worship, prayer, and great preaching. All you have to do is log on to our website, gtacdallas.com, and click on the Listen Live tab. Again, just go to gtacdallas.com and click on Listen Live. Service times will be listed there. Please tune in again next week when Pastor Pace will continue on the topic of the grace that brings salvation. Don't miss it. On behalf of Pastor Joel Pace and Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, God bless.